Well, it's the first day of summer. Suns are out and Damo's guns are out. Have a look at the pipes on him. Look at the singlet and the tan. This is unbelievable. Welcome back to the, the Dickheads podcast, our first podcast of the summer. It's a beautiful day out in Melbourne. It's about 30 degrees and, and Damo's really taken to it in his dungeon there. He's got the pipes out. Always have to zoom out on his screen there. It's actually that big. Welcome to you, Damo. Thanks, Rob. No, I was just out in the, the sweat box uh, gym, so I uh, had to dress appropriately. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate. It's uh, the guns look pretty good there, and it's a, it's welcome to Shawnee as well. Hello, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, g'day, Rob. Good to see you. Good to see you, Damo. Gee, he's looking big, isn't he, Rob? Yeah, he's looking very big. If you're not, if you're not, if you're currently listening to this on on an audio forum, you should really do some favour and and go to YouTube as well and check out Damo's. Uh, he, he's he's ready to go. He's obviously done a lot of beaches before he's come on the podcast today. He said to Sean and I, oh, boys, can we just push you back 15 minutes? And I think I know why, because he was really getting that last uh, the last hammer kill in, I reckon. Yeah, just coincided with my uh, buys and tries set, so just pushed it back. Uh, you got to be primed <laughs> and ready uh, for, for the podcast. Normally, you... Uh, push out a chest and pipes session so uh just following suit there rob mate i did my first upper body weight session in about six months the other day and i couldn't like my, i could not lift my arms above my head i reckon for two days after it. my pecs literally cooked mate couldn't lift anything i only did about three sets on the benchy to start off on the bench press and then did the other sort of the accessory exercises and maybe a few more reps on, on the beaches and, mate, I was still feeling the effects of it three days later. So that might be another podcast we can touch on in due course, Sean. Yeah, that's really interesting, Rob. And it's, it's funny you say it was your first upper body session in six months because we, we do know that that's the only, the only sort of training that you do is the, the upper body. You, you tend to steer away from, from the legs. But, um, no, that's good, Rob. Good to see you get back into it. Good to see that we practice what we preach here at Triax. So just straight back <laughs> into it and can't move for oh, three Says you blokes who ran a half marathon of absolutely bugger all training, except for Sean's little 8K little jog around the week before. Yeah, that but that was had a charity. purpose. Yeah. yeah. This is just because yeah. you want to strut around with your, your T-shirts that are a size too small. You chuck them through the dryer, make sure they're really tight. <laughs> and then you walk around like you got watermelons under your arms. It's a bit different to, to our reasons for running a half marathon, mate. Yeah, right. That's, that's great. That's a great call, Sean. Uh, but contrary to, to your earlier comment, I do have a 10-kilometre uh, event coming up at the Melbourne Marathon Festival. So if you're at, uh, if you're competing in the Marathon, Melbourne Marathon Festival, particularly the 10K, then uh, if you see me, yeah, give, us a, give us a shout out. I'm sure you know, our thousands of followers will be involved in that. And I noticed you two boys, strangely, didn't enter. Is that because you didn't get your entries in on time or you just couldn't be staffed or don't have the tank? Still, I think we showed that, that we've... Half marathon, yeah. Yeah. I think we showed we've, we've both got the tank. But I think, um, to be honest, Rob, I kind of forgot about it. And, uh, yeah, so good luck to you, mate. Unbelievable. Damo, you got anything to say to that? Oh, look, Shawnee, I'm probably just going to go down and do the Yarra Trail that day and uh, just punch out 10Ks anyway. Oh, <laughs> Save the 100 bucks. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. But, mate, you get to fish on the Hello Turf, the MCG. So uh, pretty keen to do that. And I'll be sharing... Uh, my race day prep as well, maybe on the socials 
on the uh, on the stories and uh, Twitter and uh, where else are we on TikTok. Get on the TikTok as well. I actually got some running shoes coming today, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, pretty keen for that one, Shorty. But maybe we should stop and ramble now and actually talk about what this podcast episode's about. And so our previous episode, we spoke about uh, fuck. What are we speak about? <laughs> what are we talking your about? Yo- your yoga, yeah, uh, yoga, yeah, yoga, and the fires and all that sort of stuff. And then you alluded to it towards the end. We should talk about. I've been off social media for a few months now, uh, in particular Instagram and Facebook, and how that's changed me as a person, or how that sort of affected my life. And and I guess it's. I don't know whether it has sort of some similar ties to what you know your uh, conversation, Sean, about your mental health or whatever. But I feel like being off social media has probably been a, a positive benefit for me in my life. I reckon at this point, it's been a it's been an interesting experience, and it's something that I thought that would be an interesting topic to talk about today, boys. Yeah, definitely, and I think it um, continuing on from your Pfizer yoga mishap um, chat that we had, <laughs> it's just more. It's just more me time for you, Rob. You just can't get enough of it. You just want to tell the world about yourself and just have some more time in front of the camera. I don't know if he he got off the socials because he was getting personally DM'd too much, or if it's sort of a you know personal <laughs> yeah, development was, sort of yeah. thing. But yeah, he is the the main man of Triax on the socials. I think he was getting a few lewd messages on on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. So it's good. It's good, and you know what I really like about the Trikes family. It's good to come into this supportive space. And yeah, we we were talking about you know your you, your Pfizer and your yoga complaints and, and near death experiences there, and yeah, you come to it social media, you just get you know really welcomed and embraced. So I appreciate the love and support from both of you. It really means a lot. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. Anytime. Yeah, thanks. All right, well, so. I'll, uh, I'll just start from the top and you guys can sort of interject with different questions or whatever. But uh, I reckon probably it was about two and a half months ago, I reckon now, that I decided just to get myself off Instagram and Facebook primarily. And and look, there wasn't really an event that made me say, oh, look, I need to get off this now or whatever. But it was just like this feeling that I needed that I was just so... Uh, so jammed up with stimulus or stimuli coming from all these different places. I just felt a bit paralyzed. I don't know whether that makes sense or anything, but like my day would, you know, it would consist of so much digital time, whether that's Instagram or Facebook, you know, or TikTok, all that sort of stuff as well, that I just wasn't living anymore. I just wasn't really living my own life. I was too busy looking and scrolling and, and doing whatever. And I was just, and I would just lose, you know, 20, 30 minutes of time just being engulfed by Facebook or Instagram and none of the content's interesting. Like I realized, and I was just, just thinking, Oh, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm just sitting here doing nothing and wasting my life looking at people putting, I think fake portrayals of their own on there. And so that was, I guess, basically the impetus for doing it. And so basically just took myself off there and I was sort of waiting for a bit of a cold Turkey period to come where you know, I need to get back on it or, yeah, I need to check back on and see what's happening or whatever if you're disconnected. But that still hasn't come yet. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, which I think is a good thing at the moment. And it's been a much more productive time, which I think we'll talk about in a sec. But um, generally for 
I guess, my life, my day-to-day well-being, I feel a lot more engaged in what's happening here and now, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting, um, I guess, your comment about missing out on things because I think when I consider maybe getting off social media for a period of time, I'm worried that I'm going to, I'm not going to see things that I feel like Mm. I need to know or like I'm going to miss out on some sort of information or what, or a milestone that someone shares or whatever it may be. Um, And I think that's probably for me anyway, one of the main reasons why I haven't probably taken that step or when I have taken that step, it hasn't lasted too long. So I just, it's like this element of um, not knowing um, sort of gets to me or bugs me a little bit. So it's interesting that um, it hasn't really affected you in that way yet. Mm, yeah, I, I agree with you, Shawnee. I think like I use uh, probably Twitter as a source of like a lot of news or updates or things mm. that are going on in the world. So I think uh, for me, it might be a little bit difficult. I, I don't really watch the news on TV or anything like that. I'm generally out about yeah. working when it's on. So that's normally where I get my like information on what's going on in the world, which is not the best because it's obviously quite conflicting and it's biased and that sort of stuff. But um, I think I wouldn't have too much of an issue getting rid of like Facebook or Instagram, as you said, because it's a lot of that's just recycled garbage really that and people portraying other things like you said but i think for me that like twitter would be a hard one to give up just because that's sort of like my news of what's going on in the world just because i don't really watch a whole lot of tv which is where you would get it from otherwise unless you're reading the newspaper yeah it's but what sean said interesting though the and, and what i spoke about is the milestone thing it has that has actually affected me because I've there's been a couple of people I know one person who's uh, from school who who is a mate of mine who is currently pregnant and is due to give birth soon, and so like if I'm not on Facebook I don't know when it's happening and when the date is and I know people that uh, have had birthdays that I haven't had said birth, happy birthday to that I, could, I usually would because I don't get a notification anymore to say it's their birthday so they're well, they're obvious challenges which is. Uh, yeah, which is quite difficult. And then Sean and I obviously have a uh, a close friend of the podcast in Rian uh, from Uni and, and Damon knows as well, whose who's partner has given birth recently as well. And so I'm not sure whether that was even posted on social media or whatnot. But again, I would have missed out had you know that message not come through to say that you know I'm that, you know, that we've had a baby or, or whatever. So there is an element of that, and I feel like in this connected age. I might come might come across as rude or you know not thinking or I guess not considerate of what else is what, what's going on in other people's worlds, which is so weird, but that's probably one of the drawbacks of it, as Sean was saying. Does that do you then think that that would in a way force you to then reach out to people and keep contact with people in a more meaningful way as yeah. opposed to just viewing their live lives like as a sort of that third person view and sort of standing back and watching yeah. it happen without like that meaningful interaction yeah. like if someone posts but, something on instagram yeah. like you could just like the post or something yeah but now yeah. you're having to reach out and actually have a conversation do you think that would maybe yeah. like develop your relationships and maybe strengthen them in a way yeah mate, that's a, i would never look at it like that and that's probably a good way to look at it uh, is to be more proactive on that foot. And I guess it makes you seem maybe yeah, it makes you seem more considerate, I guess, if you do that. Yeah. Knowing that you not don't have that direct direct news feed 
as to you know what's happening with different people in the world. So I guess that's a good way to look at it. Man. It's probably something that I've neglected to do is that to actually do that and, and reach out and you know obviously had a, a, a lot of stuff going on lately, but you know to take that initiative and contact people first up. I think it's probably a good way to do it, mate. I think you're probably right too. It's something that I didn't consider. I don't reckon. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I guess it just um sorry, demo it like because being in a group chat with Rian, I know you reached out and, and mentioned to him, look, I'm not on social media, so yeah. keep me in the loop what's going on with him and Michelle. And I think that was good that um, you made him at least aware of it. Um, yeah. So it wasn't coming across as, as rude or whatever, but um, no, that's good, mate. It's, I think it's a good way to look at it that, that you might then have to be a bit, even though it, it probably puts um, a little bit of pressure on you then or a little bit of a... Mm -hmm the impetus on you to then um, reach out and get on the front foot. But then again, if, if those people then know that you're not on social media, it could be a way for them to, to reach out um, to you as well. But yeah, sorry, Damon, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that like the most important people, the people that you like are in contact with, you're generally going to have their phone number anyway. Um, mm, yeah, like yeah. a lot of the people that you have on, on social media, you know, you went to school with, but you haven't spoken to for 10 years. Like, I, I very rarely post on someone's wall for their birthday these days. Like if it's someone, it's a nice reminder to get that sort of stuff, but I will just send them a text message. And if I don't have their phone number, well, I probably haven't spoken to them for a long time. So I'm not going to do that. So I think that's a good way. Like, as you said, that if you actually care about the person or it's important, like you're probably going to have their phone number or you can reach out to them and get their phone number and then have that more meaningful direct contact. I think a text message is a lot more personal than a, a post on a Facebook wall or yeah. a DM on Instagram or something like that. Like it, it does go a, a long way. But how do you know, Damo, if you don't have Facebook when their birthday is? Because I don't regularly, now I will, but before that I wouldn't store people's birthdays in a, you know, some sort of calendar app or something like that. Now obviously taking those steps, but how do you do that without Facebook? Because that's the problem I had is that, shit like i don't know any of these people do i text message everyone and say when's your birthday when's your birthday when's your kid's birthday with that sort of stuff like that's the thing that's the problem i have at the moment and that's obviously one of the good things about social media i guess yeah i, I think you're probably not going to go out and reach out to everyone and you know jot down their birthday um or anything like that but there's certainly the people in your closest inner circle i i hope that you know what their birthday is and then the friends around that if you're still hanging yeah. in on a on a group chat or something like that hopefully it pops up in there but yeah it is it it is difficult because obviously um you know outside my parents my girlfriend and my brother i don't really remember anyone's birthday yeah. so yeah um i think I've, I've got my housemate's birthday wrong by three days I'm always out by a couple of days. I've got no idea what it is. So uh, thankfully Facebook pops up and tells me it's his birthday that day and we've lived together for eight years. So um, yeah, it does show that it is hard, but uh, yeah, maybe you're going to have to walk around with a, a diary. Yeah, I think so. And so what happened at work is one of the nights at work, I knew it was their birthday around like, a, I think it must be like late September or late October or something. I knew it was around then. And I said, is it your birthday today? And they're like, nah, it was three days ago. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, you know, so that's that's what it's like. And they're like, oh shit. Like, but again, like again, like what Sean said, once I explained the situation, I'm like, oh well, that's good that you actually remembered without you yeah. know a reminder, like sort of thing, which is good. But again, it's sort of that that digital age we've become accustomed to that you could be like come off as rude 
or you know if not considering if you if you don't you know, sort of have that knowledge of when Pebbles events are but one of the things I reckon has been interesting is the amount of people that have since contacted me that are like, you know, semi-close to me or close and have asked me if I've blocked them on social media. Really? So that's been, I reckon I've had six people that have messaged me and said, look, you know, what's going on? Have you, you know, have I done something to you? Have, you know, have you blocked me on social media? And I've laughed every time thinking this is hilarious, but I'm thinking, Jesus, hang on, this is like, this is the way life is, is that if you, because, you know, I've obviously disappeared off Facebook and Instagram or whatever, and you can't, obviously can't find me on there. So, yeah, it's it's interesting now how that's been conditioned that if somebody's off social media and doesn't announce their you know, departure and you try and find them and all of a sudden they're not there, whether they you think people will block you or not, which, again, is like the ultimate ghosting or get out of my life, isn't it? That's, the, that's strange that that's the first response. Like, have you blocked me as opposed to like, yeah, like, how are you? Like, is everything all yeah. good? I noticed, I noticed I can't find you on Facebook. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's strange. Cause, like, if you, if you can still message someone, you're not blocked, are you? Like, no, also you these were text messages. So, these oh, were okay. sorry, these were texts from people. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, it's um, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, a few things have popped up for me there. So, Rob, like, do you think? at all professionally that's affected you because i know obviously you've probably gone off linkedin as well if i'm, if no, I'm right. sorry okay I'm, so you're still no, on that so i'm still on linkedin i'm still on linkedin i'm still on twitter that's it everything else okay. tiktok facebook instagram that linkedin it. give the birthday uh, notifications mate yeah but again they're people <laughs> half the people of linkedin i don't even know personally yeah, no. <laughs> so, so i'm not going to send someone from overseas <laughs> hey mate happy birthday we've never met before but i hope it's a good one like you know so yeah, sorry, but sorry, Dan. Go ahead. You was you were saying. Yeah. So my question was just about like professionally or you know like the yeah. work work side of things. This change hasn't done anything. Like I know a lot of us can get caught up or swept up in the the hype of some Instagram coaches or influencers in especially in the strength and conditioning yeah. side of things, Shawnee. But um, for you, Robert, like is that a source of truth or information that you you're missing out on yeah. now that you're not not on those platforms? I will say, like, as I said, like, I've always liked, I've always appreciated LinkedIn, excuse me, for for what it is as a networking app and a place where you get news and information. So I've not, but another thing, I don't really use LinkedIn all that much. Like, I won't show, I'm not on LinkedIn every day. So that's something that wasn't something that was consuming a lot of my time. So I didn't have need to, to get rid of that. And I, I see that as a viable tool for, networking opportunities and, and have had experiences where, you know, people have contacted me to ask to interview for certain positions off there. So that's was a, a source of concern. Twitter's a bit different. Twitter's a bit of a hybrid there that uh, you can also waste a bit of time on. So I have to be careful with Twitter and then I don't go off that. But yeah, like it's still, that's still a problem is that I didn't use Facebook or Instagram for, uh, you know, networking or whatever. And um, I remember one of the athletes that Melbourne Storm asked me how I got my information um, and where I got my literature from and, and read up and stuff and, and said, you know, the usual ways. And, and his response was, oh, what, you don't use Instagram? And I was like, well, no. I said, you know, these are the, the places where I go to that are reputable and peer-reviewed and, and, you know, have some sort of credibility behind it. So it's interesting that, that you'd say that. And I guess that might be a bit of a... Uh, I don't, I don't want to say misconception, but I guess that's a, a place or a forum where people go who probably don't have the same qualifications we do or experiences 
that they go to Instagram to find things that they think are relevant and, and accurate information? I, I use Instagram a bit. Um, I think there's a bit of a like strength and conditioning uh, community, if you will, on on Instagram. But I think it's about using your your own filter to know what yeah. to um, put stock into and what to ignore and let through the keeper. Because um, there is some really valuable stuff on Instagram, and I've you know taken stuff and used things in my own programming that I've seen on. Um, Instagram and different social media platforms, but there's also a lot of stuff where I'm like, that's that's junk, that's rubbish, and it's disappointing that that's being broadcast to so many different people. But um, I think that um, the problem, with, like with the social media stuff, is just like trying to work out from our own perspective, trying to work out what what is worth using and what's or listening to and what's not. Because um, I think Twitter's the same thing as well. Like when you go down a rabbit i've noticed when you go down a bit of a rabbit hole it sort of curates your feed to things that they know you're interested in yeah and yeah. so you're only, you're only getting that one mm. perspective of things i've i've typically noticed yeah i i agree shawnee like um we're on instagram you know if we share something to each other it's generally something that's useful but a lot of the time it's something that we're like oh dear god like this probably shouldn't be out there um so it is like you said you have to have that filter and that fine comb to sift through what's what's useful and what's not and as you said there's some really great stuff out there and there's been stuff that i've used and probably stuff that we've implemented at at triax that's been based on you know stuff that we see on there but at the end of the day like if you really want to find the information you can go through alternate avenues like you can look up a peer review journal or you can go on to you know like youtube or different sources there where you know you're looking for something specific that you want rather than what's just looping through your feed um yeah. there the only other so, thing that i could think of so, sorry shawnee um it was um i know there's a couple of mates in my group that are a little bit older that don't get invited to things on facebook events and have actually missed out on like being invited to a, a gathering or an important event because people have actually just done it on Facebook and because they're not an active user, they've sort of been forgotten about because it's easy when you just go through your friends list and go, yep, I'm going to invite these 30 or 40 people when that person doesn't pop up in there unless you like have the peace of mind to actually go, no, nah, I've got to send that person a text. They've sort of been yeah. forgotten about. Mm. So yeah, I would hope though that in that situation that, I was of importance to somebody's life for them to still realize and and send a text or whatever. Like that stuff doesn't bother me too much because if people want me there, then they'll still have they still have avenues to directly contact me. So that stuff doesn't really bother me too much. Like if you forget someone on Facebook, then I think that sort of says more about them than it does you. Um, but yeah, like that's still again, that's I'm sure there's probably copious amounts of examples out there that have happened that's happened to them. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a tricky one, but yeah, as I said, I'm more comfortable in the fact that hopefully I'm of great enough importance to someone or, or people that they'd still be able to find, you know, find where I live or send a letter, a telegram, whatever, demo, the, the carrier pigeon, you like to reference yeah. that a bit. So, yeah, that sort of stuff. Uh, my, my other point was that, like, we all have worked in sport and at the professional level and the majority of those people don't have Facebook or if they do, it's heavily private um, just for the fact that they don't want, you know, every man, his dog being there trying to add them or be their friend or seeing what goes on in their personal life. I guess the alternative to that is a lot of 
uh, organizations use WhatsApp, which is again, like a phone number based thing. So um, yeah. like a yeah. com- as a communication platform. And if you want to be in that without sort of having to be out there and sifting through all the other stuff, I guess that's a really good platform. I know footy clubs and sporting clubs I've worked at, that's their way to go because, you know, coaches might be a little bit older and don't use social media and then yeah, players, it's easier because you can actually make direct contact via a phone number rather than, you know, like a yeah. messaging group or something like that. What are your thoughts on that there, Rob? Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. And again, that's, it's good and you don't really waste too much time on WhatsApp either because it's, it's just a message you look at. It's the same with Messenger, I guess. Uh, you know, you just look at it, you're off it, and then you know, you're back to whatever you're doing pretty quick. You, you can't really waste too much time on WhatsApp unless someone sends some sort of video or, or whatever. I don't think there's really much wasting for scrolling or whatever because it's obviously old news, old messages. So I don't really have an issue with that. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and everyone has a phone number, don't they? So it's not like it mm. can't be accessed by everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly right. So, Rob, I'm curious because I guess we've spoken a bit about um, mental health in the past um, mm. on some of our podcast episodes. Um, sometimes for some people, I don't know if it was the case for you, but social media has a bit of a um, negative effect on mental health for some people. Being mm. off um, social media for the last few months, have you noticed any sort of benefits f- towards your mental health or mental clarity or anything like that? Yeah, well, I think... Uh briefly touched on it at the start where I spoke about the being engulfed with stimuli and it means like, you know, just having my attention, you know, focused on something 24 seven. I feel like it's been good to, I guess, have some sort of break from, from the screen and being, you know, and being connected in, in you know, different ways. And so I feel like there's a lot more clarity around uh, some of my, I guess my time away from the screen in terms of, you know, being productive with, with work and, and you know, study and stuff like that. So I feel like there's more, I feel like I have more time to dedicate things to things that really matter, which is, which is good. And I feel like it makes me feel a lot more accomplished in that, uh, in that sense. And then with that accomplishment, I feel like there's less pressure on me to, uh, you know, to, to keep the timelines and, and, and things like that. And, not as much guilt as I guess, and there's not as much, there's, I guess there's not as much guilt that I'm wasting time as well. So um, I feel like there's there's a few different things at play, Sean. To be honest, and I feel like they're all connected in some way, but it's very difficult to articulate. I feel like uh, I guess how they sort of all interact, but those are sort of probably the main ones that I've that I've suggested just there. Do you? feel like you like i guess in having that extra time um up your sleeve yeah i think me knowing you as a person you tend to like to be like pretty productive and that sort of thing and like constantly on the go do you think that's a bit of a problem or have you used that well not not necessarily problem probably not the right word but like the the fact that you need to um, constantly been doing something and go, go, go. Do you think that's almost detrimental in a way or have you used that extra time to sort of, um, you know, do things for yourself where it be, you know, I know you like to read, exercise, spend time with others, just to have time to yourself, some downtime, that sort of thing. Like how have you spent that extra time, do you think? 
Mm. So I've always, like, like you said, you know, I've known Stu and I've known each other for a while now. Um, since basically we were 18 or whatever, you were in 17 still, weren't you, Sean? Back then, nah, eight, you? 18, just freshly just, turned 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like, but that's always been a problem, though. So, like, what you say is true. Like, I am a person who likes to be productive and on the go because I want, you know, I want to achieve good things and decent things. And I feel like that comes with a lot of negativity as well. But that's always been me. Like, I feel like I've always had that, that I've wanted, I think, irrespective of social media, I feel like I've always wanted to see and wanted to do good things. And, and I don't want to say big things, it's a bit of a cliche, but yeah, you know, things that are meaningful to me that I've always wanted to achieve. And so I always do have that on the go because I feel like if I'm off, then I'll be lazy, I won't do it. And so that always creates pressure and, and saps away enjoyment. I don't feel like, I feel like it's irrespective of social media. So that's something that I always, I will always deal with irrespective of that. But I feel like I don't, I feel like the reduction in social media reduces that time away from me comparing myself to others, which would create more pressure on top of that, if that makes sense. Yep. Whereas this is just me, me against me, which is good. And I'm happy, I'm more happy with that than seeing, you know, some vlogger I don't even know, you know, boast about driving a Ferrari or whatever the age of 22, like that sort of stuff. Like the removal of that is very, is positive, but I still have that inability to switch off sometimes and, and not feel guilty about not being productive but that i i think i still feel like that's better than you know me and obviously me trying to improve and get better and chase things i want rather than being stagnant which is which is good and and the second part of your question was what do i do instead well reading is obviously a good thing as you ch- touched upon and i don't know i might do a bit of a roaming rob segment in this podcast so you might have to check this out on youtube but i do have a recent addition to my uh to my humble abode here and so yep. you probably see got a nice little reading yeah. room yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a nice little leather chair there as well. So that's taken up a lot of my time, um, which has been really good. So I've been able to, uh, you know, read and stuff. I have a nice addition later on for my key. I'll get a nice big lamp in there soon, so I don't want to have to have the uh, the small desk one in there. So that's where a lot of the extra time has been spent, which has been really good. So um, yeah, just reading and, and adapting. So which is good, uh, and it gives you a lot more solitude reading as well. So. Yeah, that's a little bit of an insight anyway. I guess just to follow on from that, Rob, like a lot of people will, you know, sit on their phone and scroll through social media before bed. Um, and, you know, so you might go to bed 10 o'clock and next thing you know, it's quarter to 11 because yeah. it's 10, 45 minutes. And then you've had all of that, um, you know, screen time and you're not really ready to switch off. Have you found that that's helped, even though you don't really switch off, but have you found that you've, um, got to sleep easier or slept better because you're not doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely less distractions, 100%. Like, but having said that, like, I'll still do stuff. Like, I'll, if I want to read something or if I've seen something on YouTube that I want to watch in terms of you know, if it's like a running thing, if it's a you know, training thing, or if there's something I want to read, then if I have to do that like, electronically, it will. Like, there's no, I didn't never really have much. Um, it had many issues with that. Like if I'm tired and ready to go to bed, then I will, but I've replaced them also now with reading a book um, next to it. And, and I always do the old, if I need to wake up early, put my phone on my desk and then set the alarm and go to bed because then it forces you to get up in the morning and force you to go to sleep when you're in the bed. So that, that's, they're two easy techniques to do that are quite uh, potent and, and beneficial there. There, Damo. Uh, but yeah, so and that's um that's that's basically it really i guess it's not it's not groundbreaking and it won't change all your lives but it's just about you know 
better using your time, I reckon. Yeah, that's good, Rob, because I reckon I'm, I'm a bit the same. I, I feel like I start and end most of my days scrolling on my phone and it's something that mm. I um, want to stop doing because um, mm. you sort of you, you end up scrolling because you're like, oh, I'll just I'll just see what else yeah. is what else is out there, what else is on there. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, that was a bit of a waste of time. Didn't really see anything yeah. interesting. And before you know it, half an hour has actually gone by, even though you, yeah. you realize that you wasted your time. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, we'll see. So before I started this, so this is an interesting little tidbit as well. It's I reckon I average about six hours a day of screen time before I started this. And now that's about just under three per day which is to be honest like that's that's a stark contrast from where i was and and i think it's still a little bit less than that too because what i do i'm too tight to pay for youtube you know how you can get that youtube where you can play out of outside of youtube you have to have the app (laughs) open so i'm too tight to pay for that so i just leave my phone unlocked and open and so i listen to things on youtube which i reckon that is at least an hour's worth anyway but (laughs) so there's i don't think i don't think it's still as high as three i think there's still and people who know that like doing this podcast now on the phone, that's going to you know, up the, yeah. the screen usage, but it's not really wasting time, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's still pretty good anyway, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I went through a stage where I was trying to um, get my screen time down, but every time like, I'd use like Google Maps in the car, like that would yes, that would exactly. get it up yeah. as well. And it's like, well, well, technically I haven't actually been, you know, yeah. on my phone scrolling. I've been using it for, for a purpose, but um, it'd be good if you could like, if you could, almost take away some apps or like you could yes. I don't know, yeah yeah i don't know but if there was some way to do it just so you get a more accurate sort mm. of um representation of it but that that notification that always comes through on a sunday morning is um oh. pretty frightening sometimes oh, d- yeah. during lockdown it was like oh god yeah. don't even don't even tell me fuck yeah. it's just yeah. <laughs> It's like the uh, notification on your Garmin watch to move when you've been sitting yeah. down for too long. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, but look, look, I think we'll um, we'll probably wrap up there because I don't like to talk about myself too much. I don't like the self indulgence. Yeah, uh, as you as you boys uh, realize. Uh, but yeah, look, I, just some tips, I guess, if you want to get off social media, then I don't think you necessarily need to make a grand announcement, but maybe just tell the people close to you that you're just going off it, and you know, just let them know for the reasons why, I guess. Uh, I didn't do that because I don't like to make some and so I can do things. But uh, yeah, you might get the occasional text ask whether you've been blocked or not, or someone's blocked you block someone. So that's interesting. But and then maybe um, maybe be proactive about it too. Maybe actually make a note of when people's birthdays are or, or whatever you want to do. Like if you're really fed in about going off it for a while, then that actually might save you some embarrassment. I've had where I've you know haven't for all. Yeah, I guess you could say I forgot people's birthdays or got them wrong by a few days or whatever it might be. So if you really want to take that step, then uh, that's a couple of tips I'd give you as well. And, and you know, just, and then really embrace what your hobbies are. Like Sean said, you know, I do a lot of reading, which is I really love and uh, running now too. And running is good because, you know, Damo and I have been on a few slow distance runs, slow distance runs on a Sunday morning. And, you know, I, I've, I've run behind him a few times now and, and you know, obviously, uh, having golf, some alcohol-fueled sweat from Damo's big Saturday nights and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that stuff as well it takes time and, 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 you know, you just focus on your passions and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's a lot more time to dedicate to that as well. So, yeah, there's always stuff you can do and it might not be for everyone as well, but I reckon it's, it's helped me out a bit. Good stuff, That's Rob. Good, mate. 
Yeah, thanks. Glad to hear it's had a uh, positive hey. impact. Glad there has been yeah. uh, worthwhile and beneficial. Yeah, it has. It has. So we'll keep on keeping on. And um, yeah, if you boys got any big announcements, then just let me know. If you can, that'd be great. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah don't forget Christmas is December 25th, mate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When's the Christmas party? Is that when have we decide when the Christmas party's going to be yet? No, oh, Jimmy said so. on the invite, did you? Oh, <laughs> oh mate. Oh, well. We'll see. We'll see how we go. But uh, thanks to you guys for, for you know, just. Um, being curious about my social media habits and I appreciate you giving me the time to share it today. So hopefully somebody out there got some value out of it. And if they're thinking about doing it, then this might give uh, a few pointers that, that might save them some time. So thanks to you blokes. Um, and I think we've got uh, another podcast coming up as well, which I'll keep the content of secret a, because I don't think we actually have a topic and B because uh, we haven't planned it yet. So uh, thanks for that. Before we go, Damo, do you want to give an update in your home gym? Uh, yeah, we're pretty much ready to rock and roll. So by the time this is uh, uploaded, um, yeah. we'll be up and running. Um, we'll mm. put some stuff up on on social media about how to contact us if you are interested in coming to train there. Yeah, beautiful. And we will have some exciting stuff around uh, the appearance of trikes globally, as you might say, soon enough. So ready to that, what you will. Uh, thanks to you, Sean. You've been great today. Hey, thanks, Rob. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, all good, all good. And also, if you want to see some uh, LinkedIn battles between Sean and Damo against various strength conditioning <laughs> professionals, then go check out, go hover around LinkedIn as well. We won't name names, we won't discuss anything, but there's a bit going on on LinkedIn as well. So make sure you don't deactivate from LinkedIn because you might see some popcorn moments like I have recently. No jab, I've, no I've been play, called, Rob. Yeah, I've, I've been called an idiot. Uh, by certain people so um yeah check that out as well oh boy we might do a podcast on that next week all right <laughs> not live from the supreme court with the defamation charges <laughs> all right well done boys good stuff good to see you and uh, i'll probably see you soon eh